This is Jan Cox Talk number 2587, recorded October 4th, 2000. I have got to say, I got to tell you something. This just gets better and better to me. Uh, about a week ago, uh, something new happened. And I. Not going to try to go into detail. It's not something you understand, but this has been happening every several years now, it seems. I don't keep a calendar. But I wake up, and everything about the way I feel about life has changed for the better. I hesitate to say that I am more awake. I oh, no, I shouldn't. Yeah, I should. <laughs> it's just better. And I assume that you know I mean along the lines that we talk about here. I say it, I felt like I should say it, because, uh, of course, you people out in tape land, most of you I know personally, but I can't see your faces, but sometimes I stand here with the group sitting in front of me, and I don't know whether I'm losing my ability some nights to be entertaining, but I can look at some of you, and uh, you're dozing off or you just look sort of blank or if I want to try to read something in your face, sometimes I can look and I think, well, do they feel like I'm just repeating the same thing over and over? Do they feel like I'm to the point that what I'm saying is almost nihilistic, that the real secret of all of this is that it doesn't exist? God damn if it don't exist. I'm telling you, friends and neighbors. And I have been doing it more or less now for... Jesus, 45 plus years that I feel like, as far as I'm concerned, it was the core of my life. And I'm telling you, it is just so much better. It is so much more fun. And I've been saying fun and interesting, it seems to me, a lot lately. But it's on this basis. I'm going to try to explain why. There's nothing I'm doing in particular I, you know, that brings this on. I am not fasting. I do not meditate. I never have meditated. I never have fasted. I haven't given up sex to do this. Well, not voluntarily. <coughs> we won't go into that. It's the very things that I have been talking to you about is the only thing that I, to which I can attribute it. The kinds of things that I bring out that I was talking about last time, and I may again tonight. Uh, well, for you who haven't heard the tape or weren't here, I lapsed back in general. I was speaking of something more specific last time when I started, but I lapsed back into that fact that I say that it is possible that everyone in the world could be awake except you. And, as I have done every time that I have repeated that, or at least for the last six or eight times I've repeated that, I point out that I do not bring it up simply because I find it to be an intriguing little something I thought of. Because the intrigue of it, literally, would have been long gone. It is considering such as that, pondering such as that, pursuing such as that, is all I do. I don't do anything else. And I haven't ever done much of anything else. So, if there is indeed something, if you're interested, which I assume you are by you showing up, if you're interested, I am telling you that after 45 years, it gets better that every couple of years now, and that's only been in the last six or eight years, and I sort of mentioned it when it started to some of you indirectly, or to all of you, I don't know whether you heard it, that uh, it was like a, it was just a shift. That it wasn't just me chasing the experience again, of just trying to bring on the experience and then hoping that after all my other experiences of having the experience, after all of the time, that the next time it came on, in some way I would be able to hold on to it better, to extend the period. Or perhaps that the next time would be the charm and it would stay on me forever. And I would be in that absolutely extraordinary state. Uh, that is still something else. And I'm not even going to compare what they are. 
But I'm telling you that something now, and as I said, it's happened again. And it's not that I understand anything new, because everything I always wanted, every question I ever had was long ago, I got the answer to. And I've told you that. In fact, I told you what the answer is. Just that you can't hear it when you're still asking questions, when you still have questions. But these things that I've been bringing up, and me sensing at times that some of you feel as though it's too vague or that I'm not giving out any sort of pragmatic hints or secrets. I'm telling you, I keep having success at this when I think, well, there's nothing else to have. And it gets just simply better. Life is more fun starting about a week ago than it ever has been in my life. And I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I'm not. And I can't tell you why. All I can do is tell you what I've been doing all of my life and what I have continuing to do, which is what I've been telling you, which I feel like some of you get sort of glazed-eyed or look away like, well, it's lapsing into some kind of philosophy or he just keeps up you know, coming up with these weird things like, what if so-and-so? Or why do our brain cells, certain of our brain cells, do such and such? When I bring up something that obviously you can't answer, but that's all I'm doing. And I say, oh, uh, I've already told you, I have enjoyed that. That that has gotten so good with me, I don't know. All I can do is use me. As an example, it's gotten so good with me that uh, I must admit, in case you don't know, years ago I could force myself to turn on television. That's a joke, by the way. When I say force myself, I could force myself to turn on the radio. I could force myself to listen to, you know, like even talk radio and just I could go to the movies. I guess I could still force myself. I just can't bring, well, I just have no interest. And I didn't plan it. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm telling you, just the pursuit of the kinds of things I talk to you about. And of course, I can't talk to you, I guess, we'll say, exactly as I do it. If, because try it with yourself, trying to explain something that you've thought. Uh, if I was speaking about humans in general, I'd say that no one can do a decent job of explaining something. Now, again, away from physical uh, affairs that you can describe to someone, even over the phone, and maybe you're picturing how you repair, how you rebuild a carburetor. And you might be able to describe what's going on in your mind having to do with a specific physical object. But other than that, such as trying to tell how you feel or how, what you think about when you remember your dead mother, or what you think about when you remember your first wife who left you in a huff. Well, it was a huff in a Greyhound bus, but. <laughs> and everyone, I could say, well, an ordinary man cannot begin to come up with an accurate description. There's too much going on in the mind. It is too complex. It is too non-serial, too linear, non-linear. It's just not possible. But I'm telling you this, I give you people a damn good shot. Now, whether it means anything to you or whether you find it interesting, then, of course, is, well, that's your problem. The ball's in your court, so to speak. But I have been telling you exactly what I've been doing as best I can. Uh, and maybe I didn't, if you haven't taken it to be of potential practical value, maybe it's my fault. But I do periodically. It seems like every night I intend I'll say something like, hey, you know, I'll throw in as an aside. I'll say, I'm not just saying this because it was something intriguing I thought about and I find it intellectually titillating, I find it useful. And I have admitted to you that it's hard for me to say how I find it useful. But now I'm pointing out to you again, about 10 days ago, it proved useful again. Or that's all I know to attribute it to. It's either that or the gods are really, in spite of my laughing at the thing for all these years, maybe they have singled me out and decided, we've been watching you, son. <laughs> of course, if you believe that, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It could be. I don't believe that. I have absolutely no reason in the world, not an iota of any information or experience that would lead me to believe that. And neither do you. And neither do those of you who pronounce neither neither or neither neither. No one does. So I'm telling you, because you're the only people I would talk to or do talk to anyway, I'm telling you, 
all I'm doing. It's all I do. And I knew, just from my personal experience, that I was having a lot more fun with it. And it's, and it also is a bit strange, whether you've looked at it this way, this is, I don't know what value this is to you, that what I do with thought myself is now more fun than I ever had, except there's no point to it. I mean, it's not that I'm still searching like, well, what is the secret? Or you know, what is full awakening? Or you know, what is it I don't know? I'm not doing that. Is all I can tell you. I am not on a search. And of course, I never told you that I know everything. I'm not on a search anymore. But I am certainly open and available. If something new pops up I don't know, I can't imagine that any of you would believe that I would be offended or turn it down or go, oh my God, there's something I don't know. See, I know this. Here's one that I have really, that I still, I, 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 I tell you, I enjoy it. I was going to say I benefit from it, but I just got through saying I'm not looking for anything, so I don't know how you're going to put this together. But here's one that I still, is one of my favorites. Let's consider my top ten hits that I play in my head. And they're not just single three-minute songs or five-minute songs. My hits are open-ended. They're like an infinite-sized CD. I can't tell you how long they might play. I don't know. The end's never shown up on any of these songs. But let's say on my favorite top ten, this is in the top ten. And it's this one. That no one knows anything. And the only difference between an awakened man and everybody else is that he realizes it. Now, I have said that four or five times in two or three different ways over the last three or four years. I have read that, that people have said similar things a thousand years ago. Two thousand years ago. It didn't mean anything to me when I read it. That is a fact. And that I still, even though I know it's a fact, and there's no question, I recommend it, I can't recommend it too, too highly for you to consider it. Which is what I'm trying to address if this is a problem with any of you, which is when I say... I get so much out of that, and I recommend it to you highly. I'm telling you, I believe that you're making a serious mistake based upon how interested you are in this. That you make a serious mistake to believe that I am simply bringing up some kind of philosophical play toy, play thing. We're saying, just think about it, it's kind of titillating to the mind. I'm telling you, that may be... All it appears to be, and for all I know, that's all it is. But if you're interested that I keep, so to speak, make progress, I keep having, I keep getting new benefits from this. I'm talking about permanent. I mean, because I can tell this is not just some, it's just a long range. My whole feeling about life is better, clearer, better, clearer. Hell, it's two gums in one. It's clear, it's better. How about this? I'm happy I pressed on. But back to what I was going to say. The one I recommend most highly is that fact. Or as I put in that little axiom, that no one, now I mean this, I mean, this literally. I'm serious. I'm rec- I can't recommend it too highly. And it, you can say, well, yeah, I agree to that. No, 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 no. I hate to say it, but trust me. Put it between your teeth and run with it. <laughs> Chew on it yourself. That I'm telling you, no one knows what's going on. And the only difference between knowing what's going on and not knowing what's going on, or the only difference between being enlightened and being ordinary, is an enlightened man... Knows that nobody knows. But you know what I'm saying? Including him. 
And I can say that I, thankfully, I put in a little story in the news feature a couple of days ago. That I said that some woman rushed up to a man reputed to you know, be awake and gushed. Oh, it must be marvelous. It must be unthinkable. It must be unimaginable the depth and the width of your understanding. And he chuckled and says, oh, thankfully I'm, I'm beyond all that. I'm over all that. <laughs> That's not a joke. In the sense that we speak about it, ordinary people and us, in the sense I used to speak about it, in the sense I used to think about it. This is no joke. This is no sort of sham humility. It's not a metaphor. I want to say that I don't know anything. But I say I can't say that, because that's the same thing as saying I know everything. I can tell you this. I am to the point, just, I know this. I almost understand and know nothing. Constructively speaking, compared to everybody else, it's a fact. I don't know anything. I hesitate now when strangers write me or email me. Uh, about all I ever write them back is Excelsior. <laughs> That's about it. You people out there on tape and people who uh, I already know, I will respond in detail, and I try to respond with the same kind of seriousness to questions that people ask. But they are simply verbal expediencies. It's to get to, I'm trying to, I consider them tricks. I try to respond to what you're asking when people write and saying they're having a problem about this and that about themselves, and I take it quite seriously. It's only you people that I take seriously, that I would, as I said, that I would actually respond to. I don't respond to strangers because I don't know anything. And I tell you people in advance, I don't know anything. That's the only reason that I am a worthwhile source. I do not, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know anything anymore. But I know that. I know that. And you can't talk me out of it, nor can you talk me into something. You can't talk me into you know, <laughs> me admitting, yeah, I know that. No, I don't. Don't, don't, don't waste your time. I cannot recommend that. That is, that's not just in my top ten. That's probably my top three. I don't want to be more specific. But notice your thoughts. The thoughts, that cellular activity in that part of the brain that produces thoughts in you and me and the thoughts as we all know, or it appears to be from all observation, that everyone's thoughts differ a bit from the person next to you. But by God, they don't differ much. Because as witnessed by the fact that people talk about the same subjects, even when they disagree, they talk about the same damn thing. I mean, there's not that much difference between an atheist and a religious fanatic. Because they'll sit there and spend all day or the rest of their life arguing over something that doesn't exist to start with. So their cells... What people's... The thoughts in people's heads are very similar. So, I can tell you that I know what it means to be seeking knowledge, the secret, the questions, seeking answers to the questions you have. From one view, for many years, the most important thing was what I knew. I mean, why would people come listen to me talk? Why would I write? Why would I take my own counsel, so to speak? Why would I sit around, even though I didn't meditate, that I, this has been churning my mind for 45 years? Taking up most of my mental time, that and naked women. But I couldn't help that. My hormones made me do it. This other part took willpower. I don't know what it took. See, I'm lying. I don't lie. I don't know what it took. I just did it. <laughs> I just did it. But everything that you call knowledge and knowing, and understanding, and that I, that I would too. Then the little thing I told you, that the only difference in an awakened man and everyone else is that nobody knows anything, but if you're awake, you know that. If you dismiss that, if your eyes glaze over, or if you listen to your own thoughts, if you, if you feel your own self nod and go, oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's obvious. 
I'm not trying to play mind reader, but I'm telling you, none of you, you just, I know it. None of you have anything resembling a full understanding. Well, none of you fully understand it. Well, to begin with, it can't be fully understood, so I'm safe saying that, because I told you, I can't say that I actually understand nothing, because there still could be something that I have yet to not understand. So, there you are. You know, there could be, still be something, I subconsciously, here we go, I subconsciously could still believe that there's something I know, besides what I've told you I know. The only thing I know is that I don't know anything. But see, you can be fooled, that's possible. So at least I've covered myself. And so it's safe when I tell you that I know for a fact that none of you fully not know everything. Or none of you have fully worn out. Because I'm telling you again, I don't know how you tell you to use it because it's not something I can give as a task and say, well, go and sit down. Or, you know, go and make up a mush out of, you know, some juniper berries and some tree bark and or go, go stand on your head while doing... You know, it's nothing. I'm just telling you these kind of ideas and of me just constantly just running them through in my head. I don't know what else to tell you. As far as I know, since that's all I do, then that's the only thing to which I can attribute continued increased joy and pleasure from doing this. After all these years, after I would assume that any other God-fearing, decent, law-abiding mystic, semi-awakened person would have long ago given up. Oh, they wouldn't call it that. I know that. They would have settled down to well-deserved middle-aged wisdom. They fucking gave up. I know exactly what it is. Well, they don't look at it that way. I'm just being theatrically... Sarcastic. But I can feel when I wanted to. I can feel, and I, trust me, I can see it. I can read. I can pick up and just read a couple of sentences from somebody, see an article somewhere, world famous guru, or new, <clears throat> new yoga shows up in India or in California, somewhere. Anyway, I'll read a little something about a guy says it's, uh, some guy with a little age, not some teenager, but some guy says now suddenly is, uh, has a worldwide following, or his books are beginning, so, something like that. And it looks like a guy, and there is a beard, and it turns out he's been teaching in some ashram, he's been running a community for years and years, and now suddenly he has a public presence, and I'll read some comment by him. Maybe his one-sentence philosophy of life, of how a man should live his life, what it is. And I simply can read it and realize he gave up. I know about when he stopped. I couldn't describe it. I wouldn't try to describe it. And I wouldn't say this to anybody but you people. And it's not a criticism. It's simply, I can, I can almost look at this. Well, I don't say that. I can read just a sentence or two that he said. And I know where he stopped in conjunction, in relationship to where I felt it years ago. And I didn't think, well, I stopped. It was like I was losing interest, which sometimes, well, I said, that bothers me looking at your faces. I don't try to impose a picture of me on you but it there were several times but there was a distinct time that i now call the the cutoff time the quitting time and part of it had to do obviously i see now with age just change in hormonal activity but all sorts of things that was like well i never did say this but i know what it amounts to it was like i'm never going to be able to bring on the state of being awake, as I still thought of it, that I was awake, which I'm not ashamed of the term because compared to my ordinary state and those of you that had it, by God it was. It's like, well, somebody finally slapped me, you know, to my senses. Nothing mystical except my head's cleared out and I look around and I realize this is life. What I think about life is a whole other reality. That is what being asleep is. I am now, I simply see what's going on and I'm so happy I could almost, you know, pee in my pants. I think that's a, I hope that's a metaphor. <laughs> At any rate, I know the kind of feeling that was like, well, I just, it's not going to happen. And I had already decided to the kind of stories of it being some men's permanent state. I had already uh, 
it already seemed to me highly questionable, to say the least. And I had about decided that I can't do it, or it's not going to happen that often to me, because I didn't know how I brought it on anyway, as no one does. And anyone who says they do, do in person or in print, uh, I don't trust. So I couldn't bring it on at will, and when it was on, I couldn't keep it. It was like, well, Jesus, it's just the same old, same old. I keep trying to observe myself. I keep trying to stop thought. I keep trying to calm my mind. Or To me, it was mainly I was trying to stop thought and just hold an awareness to be able to just remember to stop thought. Well, then I understood what self-remembering and remembering the beloved and being mindful. No, I realized what it was physically. I knew what it was in my brain. And I couldn't do it. Not 24-7 or 7-24. I couldn't do it 23-6. I couldn't do it 18-2, etc. And so I know in me when I could have given up. I don't, know, I don't know what I've done. I could guess and say, well, I might have still been talking or writing about this. But I know this. I would have been dead. I would have been petrified. I would have been running on autopilot. Anything I said couldn't have been of any help to anybody. It could have been entertaining to other people with no greater interest than I had by then if I had given up. At any rate, I can see that most people give up, and I've, I've already admitted you, I don't know why I didn't. I could be funny and safe for spite. I never have been, in case you hadn't caught on, I never have been all of that, I guess you'd say, nice a person. Certainly not all that friendly and gregarious, and so the idea that well, I just feel like giving up. And I thought, you know, because I'm not even that gregarious to myself. Now, sort of me, it was like, well, just for the hell of it, I'll spite me. I won't give up. And I thought, yeah, but you don't know what else to do. You've done all you can. I thought, so? You know, sue me. <laughs> you know, make me more miserable, whoever you are talking to me. But I'm telling you, I kept on. And the way I kept on is the very things I'm telling you that I talk about now that do not sound like perhaps practical or does not sound like practical information and i know it and at times uh, especially the last couple of years i thought well i'm gonna conjure up some new little tricks something to do like you know keep your eyes moving don't stare keep your thumbs away from your hand i'll come up with something like that and i'll tie it into one of the ideas and you know, so it sounds like well i'm talking about something that you can do one thing I can tell you, this has been something in my case to do because it is, again, I repeat, that's all I've been doing. So if anything calls me continually, and again, it's happened, to have a better relationship to being alive, anything you want to call it, demonstratively, enough for me to mention it to you. The only thing to which I can attribute is either fate or me continuing to chew on and ponder and look at the kind of ideas, the kind of intellectual activity that I present to you. Because I don't know why I gave you a choice. Yeah, I do. That's the way the mind works. I said, it's either fate or that. How about this? Why don't I just tell the truth? I don't know what it is. Well, wait a minute. It's got to be, all right, it's either fate. That is something probably beyond our immediate comprehension, or it is due to you continue to think about such things. Yeah, I just said that, but also just a few minutes ago told you I didn't know that. So that was a little... Something's funny. It seems if I have to stop now, you people, and point out that that was a little side joke. That was a little humor. To consider the idea... To ponder the idea that I'm telling you, I do not mean this allegorical worth. A cheek hair on a female mouse. One of those little fine blonde hairs. It's not allegorical at all. I'm telling you, as much as I can put in words, the only thing about knowing what's going on, the only thing about being more awake or more enlightened, is that you know that no one knows anything, including you. 
You don't know? Well, I know that many of you have had enough experience that at the time, you know, you understand full well what I'm saying. And that some of you, I have no doubt, even when I say it, you're as comfortable with it, it is as familiar to you as can be. But that is just, that's the beginning and the end of creation as far as our brain cells are concerned. That's the beginning and the end of everything that constitutes human knowledge. Because we start off knowing nothing. And the only thing that the brain cells that constitute, that produce conscious thought, the only thing that they come close to knowing is things that they learn, that that is, that you learn, but they learn and that they are able to abstract that have to do with enhancing survival, which always has to do with tangible objects to the world outside of you. It always does. As soon as the brain cells that produce conscious thought have nothing else to do, which in our case, and most people on this planet, but particularly in our case, most of its time is free time. It turns, the thoughts turn on themselves. Now, they don't think about it that way. They think about they're considering the matter of, you know, is God Jewish or Catholic? That kind of thing. Which with ordinary people, they believe they're thinking about something. Or people like us, they can think, was I right joining a, a Zen monastery or should I have gone and found a Sufi school? Should I change over and start studying some of the older Hindu writings, the Vedic writings, rather than these earlier Tibetan versions? Thoughts, when they turn themselves, they never look at it that way. They always look at it as though they're studying something else. And I'm telling you, if what they're studying, you can't lay on a table. They are studying themselves. That is their attempt. I don't, if you can't see that by now, well, I know it's hard to remember. Because once the thoughts get involved, like, well, I am thinking about so-and-so. Or maybe your own thoughts are responding. Someone on the radio mentioned something about, well, here's the way that we should have, here's the beneficial changes that we must make in the American public education system. Let's just say your thoughts start responding to that. You're treating that as though that is something. Your thoughts, the brain cells, I say to you, that produce conscious thought, have no interest in public education. They have no interest in God. They made up the whole things themselves, which is still in my top four or five of my top ten favorites. They are pondering themselves. That's all they're doing. I say to you that that's the only other possibility that there is. Well, anybody. Is that the brain cells that produce conscious thought are either involved with something material. Something you can put your damn hands on. It's either that or they are, their thoughts are on themselves. It'll always be under another name, and thoughts will look outside like, well, I'm studying the Bible. You don't study the Bible. I'm studying God's revealed word. That is the brain cells and that person's, the particular cells in that person's brain that produces conscious thought. It is them pondering their own genesis, their own nature. And that's just my description of it. But I'm telling you, that's what's going on. That is a decent description. It's the best I can do. It's been good enough for me. They are pondering themselves. Until you realize that, you believe that you can know something about the nature of consciousness, about your own consciousness, that you can know something about why other people think as they do, why you think as you do. That is a dream. To say that man is asleep or to say that we, since no one else cares, the rest of the people, but people like us that hear, well, man's asleep or man's confused or in the dark, and you go, yeah, 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 that's right, no doubt about it. Then what is that? Now, I've described it in all sorts of ways. Here's what being asleep is. It's thinking you know something. 
It doesn't come much leaner, by way of definition. You believe that you know something. And I could get everybody on this planet right now that claims to be involved with any sort of effort to awaken or achieve enlightenment under whatever name, and I could make every one of them, I wouldn't make them, I'd just say this, and every one of them would say, well, at least I do know something. And, of course, what it is that they know would be something like, well, I know that I am not awake. I know that I am not enlightened yet. Nobody knows that. But they say they do. Do you get it? That the very people that are physically involved, somewhere that belong to a monastery or in part of some sort of, you know, wake-up group somewhere, you could get them to admit. It wouldn't mean anything. But those sorts of people... No, you can even get religious people to admit that they know very little, that God's all-knowing. But anyway, these people that are involved with the attempt to wake up, I could make some comment like, people, man doesn't know anything. And they go, well, that's true. That's true. But when they said it, all you had to do is see the gleam in their eye, and it would be like a lighthouse. It's going outward like, yeah, that's true. And I said, no, 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 everybody, including you. Don't, don't look outside. I say that nobody knows anything. That's not, anyway, nobody knows anything. They would then say, at least think, but they would probably, they couldn't resist arguing. They would have to refute it. That they might say, well, you could be right. That in a sense, perhaps allegorically, perhaps sort of, you're right that people, that I don't really know anything, but thank God I know this one thing. Praise be to Rumi, to Buddha, to somebody, that I know this. I know that I'm asleep, which is more than the other six billion people know. That is not true. You do not know that. But you understand? They don't know that they don't know that. They might admit, well, you're right. I don't really know much of anything. I used to think I knew it all and blah, 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 blah. But now after years of meditating and studying here with this great enlightened master, and having all my dreams shot, and now that I'm 40 or 50 years into this, and I have no family, you could be right. It seems like I don't really know anything, and I'm glad, because I lost many of my dreams, my false illusions, my illusions of life, my faulty ideas. And so when you say that I don't know anything, I, thank God you're, you're probably right, except for this. What has held me steadfast, what has carried me through, is that I do know one thing, and that is that I am asleep, that man is asleep. See how it works? They got it down, they'll admit, you're right, or they might agree. All right, you're right. People don't know anything, including me, except for this. Thank, thankful, there's one thing I do know, and that is that I am asleep, that I am not yet fully awake. I guess I can come up with some sort of simile. I don't know. It's like having a cancer the size of a, in your lung, the size of a uh, 45 record and saying it's better than having one the size of a LP. The point is, is well, it's like being a little pregnant. How about that? <laughs> if a person says, well, you're right. I lost a lot of my dreams and all my false ideas. And so, in a sense, you're right. I no longer really, ha-ha, know anything or much of anything. But I know this. What they're saying is I'm a little pregnant. That is, I'm a little dumb. I'm a little asleep. Because if you know one thing for sure, then you might as well know a billion things for sure. Because you still don't understand what this is about. That is, because you still don't understand what is going on in your own brain. See, because as long as you believe that you know one thing, So that's no improvement. That's no improvement prima facie to say, well, used to, yeah, you're right. I used to think I knew all kinds of crap. I thought I knew it all. But now I've, I've been experienced and age. Life itself has slapped a lot of that silliness out of me. But by God, thank God that it hadn't slapped out that one piece of for sure knowledge I have, and that is that man's asleep. And I am still not fully awake. 
And as long as you have that attitude, never shall you be. To know anything is to stay asleep. It's to stay ignorant. To know anything is to stay incorrect. And there's no way out. It doesn't matter what you say after that. It doesn't matter what you think after that. And notice, you will, to yourself, say and think much after that. I don't have to ask, am I correct or not? That's the kind of thing that I'm telling you, I just carried around like tobacco in my mouth, except it was in my brain. It would come to me, and I would realize. Anyway, I realized that, you know, being awake, the more, you know, the more that I seemed to understand, or the more that I did understand, the more awake I got, the more enlightened I got. It just finally hit me, the reality, that the rate this was going, and by then I was obviously somewhere close to being able to actually say it from experience, but it hit me. Well, I told you people several times that the way it really caught my attention was that it hit me. Like everything else, nobody told me, I didn't read it, but it hit me that here I was one day, I was writing something to bring here and talk to you. It was a meeting day. And I was talking about, well, here's, not making one of just regular dogmatic statement that, well, to be asleep is so-and-so, or as long as you do so-and-so, you are asleep. And now I sit at the typewriter, I can still remember it, and it just hit me. It seemed like I have a clear blue sky, but obviously something must have gone on before, unless, of course, that the great mystical brotherhood has been watching me and decide now's the time, whip it on him. So, but I told you anybody that still believes that, just, I ask you to leave earlier, so... Anyway, it just hit me that there was writing a, a sentence that had to do with, well, of course, as long as you blah, 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 then you are asleep. And I thought, it just hit me. The whole, the whole picture. I'm fixing to show up and a sizable number of people come over to hear me say what being asleep is. And it suddenly hit me, I do not know what it means. Of course, simultaneously hit me, nobody knows. Nobody has ever known. In all my life, I had been reading books. Taking it, you know, for granted that you know, Buddha or Yoga so and so or Swami so and somebody said, well, I'll be awake. And then I do it. I think it. So I, I don't. I'm not at all convinced that any of you fully have digested that. That I, I can just feel it. I know it. I know how things work. That you still believe that you know something better than I'm than I do, or you know something better than I'm saying, that you think I'm holding back or being funny, and I'm not. I'm telling you, nobody knows what to be asleep means. For a good part of 45 years, I did. Or for you sticklers, I thought I did. No, I did. Hell, I wrote about it, talked about it constantly, until it hit me, because I don't know what it means. But it also hit me simultaneously. That was a big point. That nobody does. It's not just me. It hit me first that was that I don't know what it means. That there I was, right in the middle, writing the, typing the sentence. And I realized, I do not know. Now, I'm just giving you words. There's more than that to me. I do not know what, I don't know what this term means to be asleep. That I've, every page I have written over the last... 30 or 40 years, what's been the most common words I probably in there? Asleep. Be asleep. So here it is, words, even on my crude two-finger typing. Those two words, I can hit in the dark. I don't have to look at the keyboard. I can do being asleep. And there it is. The term most common to me, the idea, closest to my heart, closest to my thoughts, that it hit me, I do not know what it means. Simple fact. And then a split second later, just as I was about to get really, probably depressed. Oh, hey, that kind of thing. You spent your whole life being at least a small-time expert among some people about being asleep and being awake. And suddenly, way past when Robert Frost took the other road, I was way past taking another road. I was way down this one. And then suddenly realized, I do not know what that, what those words mean. I looked at them and they might as well have been from another planet. Being asleep. And I looked at that and I thought, I don't know what that means. 
And just as I was about to get depressed and fall into a severe funk, the saving grace was that just a split second later hit me, no one ever has. God was that revealing. God was that informative. In ways I can't tell you, I'm trying. At least I'm trying to tell you that it was of practical value to me. That is by the fact that I still tell you there's no such thing as secret knowledge. And there's no sort of words or chants. There's no information that will wake a person up. Or if there is, it's beyond my comprehension. I know nothing about it. For a long time, I did believe it. For a short period of time, I even believed in the idea of specific secret knowledge. It's almost embarrassing, just to be funny about it, to look at it now. But I was certainly in good company. But even after I, for whatever reason, got over really believing that there was perhaps a secret sentence or a short book somewhere. Of course, I, I could better handle a large book. You can make it that what you will. Perhaps it was a very lengthy and complex book of the secret knowledge. But at any rate, it's, it has nothing to do with your intelligence or my intelligence. It is simply the way. It's the way that thought is constructed that you believe that there is information that I need to accomplish this task. And to say otherwise, to have believed otherwise, would have been self-defeating. It would have been insanity. You would have not been normal. You wouldn't have been normal even for a would-be mystic. There's obviously information you need, things you need to know, something that you need to know to help bring on this desired change. Since I tell you that it's, well, it's not, you know by now, but if we're back in beginning people, now I'd say, yeah, it's, I, can, I tell you from experience, that's all I can tell you, that change seems to go along with this. Change that is indescribable and you can't plan. And if you had the same interest I did when I started, only thing I can tell you, the change, all of your questions get answered. All of your problems get solved. Now, to me, it's just, it covers it. Say, every question I ever had has been answered. It's been answered, and that's it. But to tell somebody how to do it, and to tell somebody that you know how you did it, to tell somebody that you know what being asleep is, is just a lie. It's just pretense. Nobody knows. Buddha didn't know. Zoroaster, Jesus, Moses, me, you. I'm telling you, work on that. It's just, take that idea that I say that, you know, I've already admitted that I don't know. I do not know what the term being asleep means. Now, I can stand here and talk about it. I can talk about it in such a way that makes some of you physically react to it. That is, that I hit something, or I say something, and your cellular activity in your brain, that part of your nervous system, has a physical reaction. That is, it seems to be meaningful. It seems to be of practical significance to you. I understand that. It's the only reason I show up and do it. It's the only reason you sh show back up that periodically it happened. As though something damn near tangible, although it was just words, it just feels to people like us because it's so hard to come by. It is so obscure. But at any rate, it seems as though something tangible has happened from me to you or my kind of mystic, as I put it, it can apparently happen off the pages of a book. But the idea that somebody knows something, that I know something, and I'm conveying this information to you, is a dream. It's an illusion. Because I'm telling you, I do not know anything. Which that doesn't, that alone doesn't say much. But here, you know, of course that's kind of belied by the rest of the statement, whether I put it at the first or the end of the sentence. Because I do know one thing. I know that no one knows anything. Of course, I, if you don't know the truth, i got to say this. If there's anybody on this planet that knows anything, then they're keeping it hidden. In other words, if there's somebody, I say that the only thing to know is that nobody knows anything. So if I'm wrong, which I told you, I'm open to be wrong, then if there is something that somebody knows, then you understand that person is beyond me. That is, they are more awake than I am, put it that way. So, I would never see them unless they made themselves known. No one ever will. 
So I say that no one knows anything. But I just had to point out, always trying to be truthful to you people, I don't know why. <laughs> since, since I don't know anything anyway, I don't know why what I don't know can be more or less truthful. Or... But see, that's the kind of thing that I work with. That's the kind of thing that, I, as far as I can tell, is the only thing that continues to produce results. I'm talking about tangible results, not just the passing, beautiful, extraordinary, always enjoyable, temporary states of being awake, to call it something. But beyond that, that has a lasting, a permanent effect. I can tell now when it happens. It's not that I just wake up and for some reason feel exceptionally good. You know, everybody has that. I can tell when I wake up now. I wake up in the morning. I think, well, God damn. I guess that's my closest to a prayer of thanks or something. I just say, well, God damn. You know, it's happened again. But at any rate, it's pondering such things as that is that I don't know anything, that nobody knows anything. That nobody. As I said, I'm leaving out the one part that if somebody has ever known anything or does know anything, then I'll admit it's possible because they do. See, I know so much that the only way that they would know anything that I don't know is to know something other than the fact that nobody knows anything, if you follow. So I'm saying it is possible. But as far as I can tell, I can tell you this, anybody that's ever said anything or wrote anything on this planet, they didn't know anything. So, you understand, if there is somebody that knows something, you or I do not know who they are. And I don't know what they know. But as far as I know, no one knows anything. And I say that literally. I say that knowing full well what knowing means, which is not a big deal. It's simple to know what knowing is. All you got to do is have just a rudimentary personal knowledge of what thought is. And you know what, quote, knowing is. It doesn't have anything to do with the filing away of facts, which are not the filing away of facts anyway. It's the filing away of filing away. But the idea that anybody knows anything, like anybody knows the purpose of life, or anybody knows where we came from, or anyone knows why some humans act nice and some humans don't act nice, all of those questions, I'm telling you for a fact. No one knows anything about any of that. Where we go when we die, what happened to us, how we got here, how this whole thing came about. Anything that you can't lay on the table and take apart, anything you can't put your hands on and try to dicker with it, anything else that men talk about, anything, then they don't know what they're talking about. Of course, then i got to say this. In a sense, they know because whatever they're talking about, the mind of man made it up, and so it can talk about it if it wants to. But see, if you can't touch it, everyone's thoughts, everyone's mind has long ago forgotten, probably as soon as Adam walked out of the garden. Everyone forgot we made this up. Now men discuss. They sit down and have discussions. They have lengthy seminars. People fly from all over the world discussing what should be our modern view of God. It's as though we're going to have this international chef's festival, a gourmet festival, and we'll show up and we'll only partake of imaginary food. Everybody sit there you know, with their hand. No. I guess you could pretend to be holding a fork, but you're sitting there with empty plates and everybody going, mm-mm, and chewing and discussing, you know, what sort of sauce is that, or would you call that, is that modern French rural cuisine, or would you call that more of the northern European? Of course, it's silly, but that's exactly what's going on, except thoughts do not remember it. When they are in there playing, when they're eating their own grub, when they're discussing their own made-up inventions, look. It's impossible. Simultaneously with them doing that, ordinary thoughts do not come to their senses and go, what the hell am I doing here arguing over whether God loves me or not? I made up the fucking idea of God, and now I'm sitting here arguing with another guy about, wait a minute, God is tall and dark. He's not one of those short, blindish people from the... What am I doing? My brain cells made this up. The thoughts cannot do that simultaneously. Most people's thoughts have no... Things are not arranged, obviously, that most people's thoughts ever deal in that. When people like us, when our thoughts do it, 
That's when you come to your senses. That's when people studying the a Sufi method, that's when they suddenly remember themselves. People that study a Zen method, that's when they suddenly become mindful. They call it all kinds of other things, but what happened is they suddenly realize, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, dis I'm discussing something that does not exist. I am concerned. If I'm not discussing with somebody else, I'm concerned in my mind. I'm sitting here worried about so-and-so, and I'm worried about something that my mind made up. That's when you suddenly self-remember. That's when you suddenly come to your senses. That's when you suddenly are mindful. That's when you suddenly have something resembling, or comparatively speaking, objective consciousness, objective thought. All of the ways that people claim to you know, produce awakening, I told you, I, I've never done them. I tried them a little bit. Most of them I understood what was going on, such as meditation. Uh, all of you know I've never hidden it. I never studied with anybody. I certainly didn't go off and join a community of anybody and sit around in a meditation position. I've never done any of that. And at least I have reached this point. I don't brag, but I do have to admit to you people, I don't know anything. I know that nobody knows anything, and I now include me, and I'm satisfied. Or to tell you the truth, of course, I'm delighted. Because I'm delighted with what it represents. Because it came along with one of the new stages of one of the payoffs that I knew, as I point out, I knew the idea. I knew the reality of it long before the experience sort of set in. As I said, when the day that I realized it hit me, I don't know what being asleep is. Then it was shortly after that. Uh, if I didn't, if I don't know what that is, then obviously I didn't know anything else because I knew that better than anything in the world. That was the only thing that I did want to know about. It's the only thing that interests me. And if I didn't know that, then it certainly struck me shortly after that, collaterally speaking, I didn't know anything else. But the reality of it took a while. But that's when you got something. That somebody can talk to you or you can hear talk going on, whether they're addressing you personally or not. Whereas in the past, you would have responded that you had some information, you had some argument, but you had something to say about the matter. And if not an actual overt conversation with another human being, you're reading a book. You're listening to the radio or television and something is said. The brain cells that produce thought in somebody else's head makes their tongue put out this statement. You hear it and then your brain cells want to react and comment on it. And one day you realize there is no comment. I don't know what I'm doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. And I do know what they're talking about. It's nothing. Nothing. It's not good or bad. I'm not mad about it. It's not me saying, well, the areas of interest to them are beneath me. No, they don't exist. They don't know what they're talking about, literally, not figuratively. You know, people say that constantly to each other. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But I mean it literally. And you can see it. Nobody knows what they're talking about including you, if you have anything to say about it. As you know, it's obvious I don't have much of a sales pitch for this anymore. I don't know how I'll ever get back. I'd keep threatening to go back holding public meetings and going out and talking to the public. I don't know what the hell, what kind of sales pitch? <coughs> I'm going to say, well, let me tell you how this will help you. Let me tell you what this will bring about. I don't know. You don't know what a relief that is. Especially in your private life. That the rest of the world and the rest of your head, except the part that finally gets cleared out, however this happens, the part of your brain that wakes up. But the other part of your brain that's still there. I still hadn't been able to drive the, you know, I can't get all the rats out of the building. But it's the point that they don't. Oh, hell, they're just rats. You don't know what a relief it is not to know anything. That doesn't sound right. You don't know what a relief it is to know that no one knows anything and that you now know it and are proudly a private club of at least one. And since you know me, hell, the club's twice as big. If you reach that point, you'll go from a club of one 
the membership will double immediately. It'll be me and you, at least. Maybe a few others, but if you do it, at least the club membership will double. We'll have two people who not only not do not know anything, but they know, they understand, they realize that no one else knows anything and that they don't know that. All right, my last sales pitch, and of course this is being funny, and I was going to say, plus, you don't know what a time saver it is. <laughs> well, they say just as he died with the nose and glasses on, Henny said, always leave them laughing. I don't know that. Well, I do, in a sense, because I made that up. And so in a sense, I do know that. So that's the only reason any of what I tell you staying here has any potential value is I don't know it. I make it up. So if it's, if it's something I knew, all it would do is encourage your sleep. It would, there'd be some point to it. And I would be at the center of it in some way. In other words, whether I would admit it or understood it, my own thoughts would have some vested interest, or as they say nowadays, an agenda. And I don't have any. I don't even know what an agenda is. I know what other people say it is. So anyway, don't ever be fooled. I'm no longer telling you anything I know. I told you everything I knew. Those of you who have been around, I told you everything I knew. I hadn't actually gone back and tried to figure, but hell, a good 15 years ago. Easy. I told you everything I knew. Since then, I've been making it up. Guess you couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> that concludes this talk. Be sure to visit us at jancox.com where you can search through 3,000 talks for topics of interest or just leave us a message.